Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you at the NovaCare Complex. The pads on today. Training camp goes to a new level of intensity as the Eagles look to really evaluate the roster with at least two days of live contact. Tackling to the ground, Doug Peterson and the coaching staff trying to find the best 53 and that long practice squad, 16 players, before the Eagles get onto the field in the regular season at Washington, September 13th. We begin today with some Carson Wentz. A little later on, we'll talk to Jim Kramer, a Super Eagles fan, of course, the host of Mad Money. You know him. He's been around for a long time. But Wentz is the focus right now in his fifth season here. Last year, a good year. 16 starts, 27 touchdown passes, 7 interceptions, led the Eagles to the NFC East title, and had his first taste of NFL postseason play. It just didn't last very long before Wentz was hit from behind as he went to the ground. Jadavian Clowney sent Wentz to the sidelines into the locker room, and that ended his postseason experience after only nine snaps. So there is a sense of unfinished business, yes, for Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I had a chance to talk to Carson on his way into the NovaCare complex one morning. 7.45 was the call. Carson Wentz in his car with some deep thoughts. Carson, Dave Spadaro. Morning, Dave. How are we doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? What? <laughs> Are you driving right now? Yeah. What is the Carson Wentz morning routine, I wonder? Um, well, so normally, uh, whenever my daughter wakes up, I go get her. But today, she uh, <laughs> she's still sleeping when I left, so which was a minor miracle in itself. So, Does this, represent, uh, does this represent a turning point for her now? Like, she's going to be a, a, a long-time sleeper? This is a, could be a pivotal moment in your fatherhood. Um, maybe, uh, she's, she's only slept in this long, uh, one other time so far. So we, we will see. I was honestly kind of disappointed because I didn't get to say good morning to her. So, um, uh, other than that, it's feed the dogs, let the dogs out. Um, usually make myself a coffee quick and, uh, head on out. And so, uh, today I, so hopefully I get to see her before she goes to bed tonight. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Like, so let, let's talk about that first, Carson. The the, uh, the fatherhood thing and uh, the joys and the challenges of, of being a father. Um, what's it been like for you? Yeah, um, it's been a ton of fun. Honestly, I've been. Uh, I mean, first of all, my wife and I are super blessed because this little girl is uh, a little angel. Um, she sleeps so well. She's not very fussy. Don't get me wrong. She's still a baby. She has her moments. Um, but, uh, she's been awesome. We've, uh, truly enjoyed it. This, this whole pandemic and quarantine, this whole off season, I know I've talked about it a good amount, but to be able to be around her and see her and, um, and, and my wife every day, uh, was, was a lot of fun. And so now it's been, a, a definitely a transition, uh, for both of us being at work, you know, 12, 13 hours a day right now. And, um, mom being at home with her alone all day but uh mom's mom's the real 
the real champion, the real MVP. I just get to, you know, come home and have fun with her for 20 minutes before she goes to bed and stuff every night. But uh, I've loved every moment of it, and I know it's it's got its challenges already. I know there's more challenges to come, but uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun and, and truly a joy. It, it certainly has changed your life, not only as a father, but as a husband, because you have to have some sympathy there for your wife and understand that it's very difficult being a stay-at-home mom. Honestly, seeing her... It's just like something clicked um, the moment, you know, we had her and all of a sudden her mom instincts came out. And um, just seeing her even change in this process over the last, you know, three and a half months um, has really been amazing for me to see as, as her husband. And now we get to raise this girl together and, you know, there's no one I'd rather do it with. And it's been fun to see her um, kind of take over that mom role and the, the instincts come out. And it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Carson, for you, um, before we get into real football, you know, it, it, you become a father. This, the country, the world goes through this remarkable change. Um, I wonder how it's affected you as um, somebody looking into the future of the world, and 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 then also just at the same time um, dealing with George Floyd, the social unrest. Yeah. The, the, how what's it been like for you? Yeah, um, it's definitely been an interesting time. I mean, for for everybody in this in this country in this world. Um, you know, no one's, no one knows what to do during a pandemic. This is a, a new thing for, for most people. So, um, that alone was, was unique and is still unique. And then, um, you know, obviously with, with George Floyd and, um, all the other, um, different issues going on in this world from social injustices and everything that to me was, a, was kind of a big wake up call. You know, I think during this pandemic, a lot more people have more time on their hand, including myself, um, to truly invest my, my time with, with educating myself. Not that I have all the answers by any means. Um, but you know, I, I think some of the statements and the, the things that I've posted in terms of social injustices and the systemic racism in our country, um, is truly where my heart is right now, because, you know, there's things that I was just blind to. I was oblivious to, I grew up in North Dakota. Um, you know, I think I went to high school with uh, a very white, class you know i think i had um a couple you know black friends and teammates that you know you just don't see it you don't you don't see the the racism you don't see it as an issue and so until it truly hits you and affects you whether that's um teammates or just you truly see it outside of your kind of bubble that that i was living in um my eyes were kind of opened and uh, i had no more excuses you know i had time to to educate myself and truly realize there is issues in this country there's um you know, there's, there's a lot of issues going on and, and I by no means have the answers and, and how to fix them. But, um, I just kind of feel like the, the scales are removed from my eyes and I, I see, see it for what it is. Um, and, and my heart truly breaks, uh, to see the systemic racism. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm committed to, to helping and trying to be a solution. I don't know. Again, I don't know what that looks like. Um, I've had a, a lot of conversations with, with teammates and other friends and, uh, of, of all races. And so it's something that is an ongoing process of right now, just really trying to learn and educate myself as much as I can and uh, figure out what that looks like uh, going forward. In what way has that changed the dynamic of the locker room that, that you've seen so far with the Eagles? I want has it changed the dynamic of the locker room? Um, you know, we had a pretty strong team meeting in the spring, uh, virtually, um, where there's a lot of different opinions voiced. Um, thought it was definitely healthy. 
I will say the dynamic of the locker room has already changed <laughs> just because of this pandemic. Um, and so the, the, the bonding and the, the conversations and the relationship building is definitely limited uh, just because, you know, the lockers are way more spread out. We're all wearing masks. Um, the amount of time that we can be around each other, um, you know, in a close proximity is limited. Um, so it's, it's really hard to get a, get a vibe and a pulse on that. Um, but, you know, I do know there's been a lot of healthy conversations. You know, I've had you know, lots of conversations just trying to, to better understand and see where, where everybody's at uh, when it comes to um, the racial inequalities in this country. And so um, it's been healthy, but I, I, I don't, I don't think I've seen, you know, a real change in the locker room, but, you know, like I said, the the relationship building is definitely limited and, you know, probably one of my favorite things about football um, and it's definitely hindered right now. So I, I know we're we're all trying to navigate those waters right now. And when you say one of the, your favorite things, you mean just developing a new locker room and the chemistry and everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what you has, has without, you know, look, everybody's talked about Malcolm gone. So one of your big leaders is gone and you lose players like that. What have you noticed in that in that new locker room? Yeah, um, I've noticed a lot of masks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of guys wearing masks um, and just trying to get to know, um, you know, shoot, you come in there, guys wearing masks, keeping their distance. So you're trying to just figure out who these rookies are, who the new guys are, um, what is this going to look like? You know, we got 80 guys in there. Um, and so it's just it's just trying to get to know everybody. You know, I, I still get a sense of camaraderie um, when we're out on the field. You know, we have our – uh, first practice against the defense coming up here in the next couple of days. So, you know, I know those things, the camaraderie, the bonding, those things will naturally just pick up as we're, as we're practicing and going through it all together. Um, but right now it's just a lot of people trying to just uh, get to know each other as best as they can, as quickly as they can. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a weird time. It's hard to, to really describe it. Um, but, uh, you know, we're making the most of it right now. Carson, your four seasons, so many things have happened in your career. Do you think that those times have prepared you for a most unusual year number five? Absolutely. You know, I think um, obviously the injuries and the different uh, perspectives that I've got to see um, and experience already in, in my career uh, has definitely prepared me for um, just odd, odd circumstances like this. And so I, I wouldn't say anyone's really – could ever be prepared for something like this this is definitely a little different a little more unique uh but you know it's it's just the concept of adapting uh, of adapting and um just keep pushing through um kind of sounds cliche but but it really is um the the idea of just adapting to to what's new and what's current and uh making the most of it and that's what we're trying to do Carson I know you didn't get many snaps in for the playoffs but I I don't recall ever hearing what was the experience like the week of, the day of, the morning of, the actual time you played? Uh, it was, albeit a smaller taste than you wanted for sure, but what was yeah. the taste of the postseason like? Yeah, um, I was excited. I mean, obviously, uh, that's a pretty obvious statement. I, I was just very excited for, for that opportunity. You know, I know we had played Seattle earlier in the year and put, put it on a pretty poor performance, so I, I was definitely excited to um, – hopefully um put a better one forward that that game and um you know we were we were on a roll um as a team we had won four straight um guys were clicking and we had a lot of young guys and a lot of new faces that were finally just you know figuring each other out and started to mesh at the right time of the year so you know i was i was excited and i was extremely confident in our ability to get it done 
Um, and then obviously, as you know, you know the rest with the with the head injury and the, the kind of freakiness of that. And that was definitely a scary moment. And um, you know, when I when I hope I never have to experience. I hope nobody has to experience those those concussions. But um, it's it's part of the game. It's what you sign up for. It's just, you know probably the worst part of the game. But um, that's that's life. And so I'm definitely chomping at the bit, and I'm going to do everything I can to get back to that moment, and hopefully have uh, have different circumstances. Carson, do you have a, do you have a radar there? And are you a, are you a, a an over the speed limit driver or something? What's going on here? I do have a radar. I'm, I'm driving the speed limit. I should okay. probably turn it off. But, uh, no, we're we're doing all right. Are, are you a road rager in any way? Does anything upset you when you're behind the wheel of a car? Uh, I wouldn't say road rage. Uh, you know, I definitely don't like traffic. Uh, I don't think anyone does. Um, when you're in standstill traffic, um, it definitely tests my patience. So. I think uh, my patience is something I can always I can always work on, but I think for me, being growing up in North Dakota, the concept of traffic was uh, extremely foreign. So being out here uh, definitely definitely tests my patience at times. I, I'm surprised. I, I can almost imagine you getting like a, a screen built into your car so that when you're in traffic, you can watch game film or something. I just like to see that with you. <laughs> Uh, Carson, finally here, do you have a sense at all about this football team? I mean, I know it's really early. As you said, you haven't even gone against the defense yet, but you've got a lot of the same cast coming back from last year. Do you have a sense of what this offense can be? I do. Um, I, I definitely think this offense can be extremely explosive. You know, I feel like we're in a really good place up front. You know, obviously, we, um, losing Brandon Brooks is, is definitely a big, uh, a big one for us. Um, you know, he's he's hard to replace. That guy is, in my opinion, the, the best at what he does. And so uh, when he went down, I was definitely obviously hurting for him. Um, you know, felt terrible for him. But I know for us as an offense, that's a hard guy to replace. But, um, you know, being able to move, uh, bring JP back and, and move him over there, I'm extremely excited to, to see how he's going to help us in that position. And I think he's going to do an incredible job. Um, I think he's he's got what it takes to, to succeed there. And, um, so I think we're extremely solid up front. You know, our, we've added a lot of um, skill position players and, and some young guys that, that are quick, that are fast, that, that are explosive, and that will definitely help us. Um, and then these, these young running backs with, with Miles and Boston and, and Corey and, um, you know, just seeing Miles mature over the course of last season and Boston get his chance at the end of last season and, um, you know, I think we, we all have a ton of confidence in them. Those guys have a ton of confidence in themselves to, um, to really carry the workload. And uh, I, think, I think we're going to be, you know, very explosive. And uh, I'm excited for it. And you've got two veteran wide receivers coming off injury. And if hungry dogs run faster, as Jeff Stoutland and, Jeff, and Jason Kelsey say, I mean, they must be like just going crazy getting ready for September 13th. What are you seeing in Alshon and Deshaun? Absolutely. You know, Alshon... Um, and, and Deshaun, both of them, you know, I can tell they're, they're hungry. I can tell they, they want to win that, you know, there's, there's no denying. They're definitely, um, they're veterans and, and they're coming off of injuries and they're, they're maybe, you know, a little older. So, uh, they want to win as, as bad as ever. Uh, you can see it in their eyes. You can see it in the conversations you have with them. So, um, I know they're going to do everything they can to, to help this team and, and put us in a good position. And I'm excited for them to, um, to be healthy, to stay healthy, and, and to do some special things on the field and to help, you know, kind of lead and mentor these young guys because, um, you know, I was a rookie once and it's it, necessarily to have people that you can look up to for advice and to, to just see how to be a professional. And then also, Carson, lastly, 
college football, the scene for you of, of great joy and success and fantastic maturing times. And um, now you see what's happened with college football here on the brink. Your thoughts for what those college kids are going through? Yeah, I mean, that's tough. It, it's it's really tough. I know it's not just it's not just about the the kids and the play and the playing itself. It, it creates a whole um, another conversation of issues for for guys if they're if they're going to have a spring season. You know, scholarships, guys coming out of high school, funding. Um, there's a whole slew of problems um, if they don't play. And, you know, my only thought is, you know, I, I think the kids in that that age that are that are playing college ball, um, they're susceptible to getting that virus, whether they're playing football or whether they're uh, at home or whatever they're doing. And so, in my opinion, you know, there's there's no right or wrong answer um, in this moment. But uh, you know, I hope and wish that those guys could all play. Obviously, we're seeing. Um, I don't know how many are left that are still trying to play, but the majority of them, I believe, have called it off. So um, that's definitely going to be tough for some of those kids and uh, definitely changes their um, their futures even, you know, going forward with the NFL and everything. So we'll see how that all plays out. But like this, a lot of this conversation has been, it's been a very unique, strange time for a, a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. And, um, you know, kids in um you know college but kids in high school and um school age kids like they're no exception there's a lot of you know unique things going on and um unchartered territories right now for people to navigate yeah hey carson thank you so much i know you're pulling into the novacare complex thanks for your time have a great day of practice and uh, look forward to seeing you man well from a distance of course absolutely sounds good Dave. thanks thank carson you. take care i know all of you fans are feeling the same thing you can't wait for the season. You sure hope that at some point you can see the Eagles in person. That's no different for television's Jim Cramer, the Mad Money star, has his thoughts on a training camp ritual that just didn't happen this summer. How are you? <laughs> I'm hanging in there, Jim. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm the same, you know. Things aren't the same. I, this is when I'd be working on my best day of the year, which is to come down and see everybody. Jim, how long have you been coming to training camp? Do you know the exact number of years? I started I started in um, three years before Andy lost his son in Lehigh. Okay, so that was 2008, 2009. That, so 2006, we're talking. So we're talking 15-year tradition has been hopefully only one year put on hold what is it like for you jim not having the opportunity to be here it's a it's a tradition that the eagles we love having you hosting you seeing you your energy but it's part of what we do right and it's just not happening the best fan organization i mean you know i used to go with my dad and there was a time when you saw me and I, my dad was like, oh, my God, Dave, Dave is letting you in. Go, go, go. And my dad, I mean, it was always so hot. And my dad was in his uh, late 80s back then. But we wouldn't miss it. We just wouldn't miss it because it was pure joy and always has been because the, the organization is so welcoming to real fans. Jim, it, it's something that it, obviously you never took it for granted, but we are reminded in these moments that – uh, let's not take anything for granted. I mean, what has this whole these whole five months been like for you? Well, uh, I'm 65, 
So, uh, and I also run a pretty tight ship for my show. Uh, so I go to work uh, from Summit, New Jersey, and I go home and I see no one but my wife and my kids. And uh, I don't see my friends. Uh, I don't go anywhere and because I am, and I'm going to use the word that you're not supposed to use, afraid. Uh, my driver of 32 years uh, came down very badly with COVID. Because he wore two masks and I wore an N95, uh, I'm fine. He was in the ICU for three weeks and has been in bed now for four weeks. He can't move without oxygen. Uh, so I feel very lucky. But look, we underestimate this disease. And I, uh, people think I'm paranoid. Uh, but when my daughter came back from Spain, I wanted to see teaches English in Madrid. I wanted to see her very badly. But uh-uh, I made her go quarantine. Well, that's where you should do it. I, I, I think everybody should take COVID-19 very seriously. A football standpoint, do you feel disconnected from, from the Eagles now? Are you, are you? Yes, you know. I do. I really do. My only lifeline is you. I'm not kidding. I mean, uh, and the, the, you know, the, the, the regular press hasn't been covering it right. Um, the, the ESPN press hasn't covered it at all. Uh, and, and I get, uh, you know, I always, you were always number one. So I have you on my, you know, Thank you're you. my, uh, my, mm -hmm. at one point you were my homepage. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> when we went for the Lombardi, but I, I do feel that you're my lifeline. And, you know, I just that when you walk down the steps, uh, you know, you walk the steps from the parking lot to the Novacare center and then you walk through it. And you see Jason Peters, and he says, hi, God bless you. Or when you see Zach Ertz, and he, he, he wants to know whether you want a picture with him. Uh, you see Merle Reese, and you give him a big hug. And uh, you go up to various players that you can't believe that you're next to. Uh, and it, it, it's your memories for the rest of your life. So it is very, very hard for me. Jim, I wonder, we don't know about fans yet. Um, we don't know. So one way or the other, but things are going to be different for sure. Have you planned out what you're going to do for the season? As a, and, and also as a television viewer, what will the experience like? What do you anticipate the experience being like? Well, I guess it's pure man cave. Uh, my Eagles man cave, which I think I'll challenge anyone to my man cave. Uh and I've got, you know, signed jerseys everywhere. I've got uh, pictures with coaches. And, and, and I have uh, uh, a football signed by Andy Reid and a hat. And I'll wear all my stuff uh, as if I were going to the game. Uh, but I won't let anyone near me uh, because I am a hard, it's very hard for me to watch a game unless I'm surrounded by people who care about it in the way I do and, and care about every drop ball and every injury. Uh, if I don't have someone like that, and then it's very hard to find because of the darn quarantine and darn uh, you know, what you need to do in terms of social distancing, uh, I I'm going to do it by myself. And I'll scream by myself and I'll cry by myself. Uh, I don't know what else to say, Dave. I'm not going to be there for a game. I'm not going to be there. And I talk a lot about it with my friends uh, who all know that it's the most, that it's uh, other than time with my family, with my kids who are now far flung all over the place. 
It is the most important thing for me. I make no bones about that. It is not something my wife wishes it was so important because she knows it controls me and I can't affect the outcome. Uh, I love the coaches so much. The staff is so great to me. Howie's unbelievable. You know, you got Jim Schwartz, who's great. The head coach, you know, Coach Peterson is so fantastic. I wish him the best of luck. Uh, Jake is so great. I mean, they're just... People don't understand this organization is about the fans, and it's not for show. They want to win for us, and they are really disappointed if they don't deliver. And I feel that in my bones, and I really feel it when the, when the, we get the flyover, which has always reduced me to tears. The Star Spangled Banner, um, you, you know, the... The, 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 who's ever the player that comes back that we get to cheer for. I mean, these are all integral to me. And they are, there's eight and hopefully more games that are so important that I, I can't believe that I'm not going to be there. Yeah, I think we're all, we're all grappling with that. I think I'm going ha- to make a pitch to you here. The, my, I have a post-game podcast. If I call you up after every game for the Jim Cramer take, will you give it to me? Of course. Okay. You kidding me? But remember, <laughs> in a loss, I'm not that. Uh, I, you know, I I, know. I get very choked up. I never blast the team because this is my team. Okay, but I am heartbroken, and yeah. I'm particularly heartbroken if anybody gets hurt. Wait. And I remember going when I went to uh, when we played the Jaguars at Wembley, and uh, it, we, you know we won that game. And I said, if anybody gets hurt and I have to fly back and we lose. It's going to be the longest plane ride. It might be 20. It's like a 29-hour plane ride. But we, we won. And uh, and I just, I, I, I worry all the time about, about Deshaun, whether Deshaun's going to get hurt. Alshon plays hurt every year. Thank heavens we got a good wide receiver core. Uh, I, I'm going to be looking for, for Malik. I think that Derek's going to have a huge year. I mean, oh, oh my God, Darius Slay. Can you imagine? I cannot believe I can't see Darius Slay be better than Asante Samuels. I mean, honest to God. Asante, Asante Samuels was fantastic. I think Darius is even better. And I am not going to be able to cheer when he picks one off. You'll cheer. You'll just do it in your man cave. No one will hear me. I like to be the loudest person in the stadium. I always make everybody get up and cheer. And boy, on third down, I always tell people, if you're not standing up, forget it. Now, I did have a contretemps. My, um, if you go to the box and you're not wearing Eagles wear or green, you can wear the muted colors of, a, of, an, of another team. But someone very close to me, I told him, I said, please wear an Eagles jersey. He did it, and he pulled it off right before the Redskins got the ball uh, in the kickoff. And I told him to leave the box. Now, it did cause a lot of tears. I didn't give a damn. The guy doesn't belong in the box. <laughs> Jim, There's rules. Hey, we're, There's we, rules. There's the, the Jim Cramer rules. No doubt we're a month away from the season. G- give me, a, I guess, a sense of expectations you have. Do you even, do you even know? Well, I, look, I just have you. I mean, I have you for I, – I, I love it when you write about the wide receivers. I think you write about Miles Sanders. You had some really good pieces about who has to step up. You know, there's guys who have to step up, and I really love that. You know, you know who's got to step up? There's two guys. J.J. has to step up. I mean, he really has to step up, and Sidney has to step up. And, you know, I'm not wedded to those two guys. I'm just not. I, I thought your piece today about the linebackers and how they've never been accentuated by Jim Schwartz. 
um, is true. I think that Jim Schwartz is so underrated, it's scary. I mean, think about what he's cobbled together. Do you remember the injuries? I mean, there were games where I thought he was going to put me in. I mean, that, that guy was finding guys off the street, off the couch, and they were playing, they were killing for him. Yeah. And he's the smartest. He is the smartest. I mean, the guy, he is just so, I mean, only the, only Frank Wright, who was just a pure genius, uh, is in that league. And I look back, you did that piece yesterday about the secondary, you know, and like, the, you know, the M's, the, the Rodney McLeod, the Jalen Mills. I mean, think of these M's. I mean, they're unbelievable, right? I, I, Jim, we, the thing that's crazy, as I, as I stand here and talk to you today, they haven't been in pads. So I really can't tell. All I know, all, here's what I believe. I believe that veteran team, great quarterback, Jason Peters has to ball out at right guard. Andre right. Dillard has to ball out at left tackle. Offense should be good. D-line is fantastic. I think the secondary will be very good. Linebackers, not a lot of big names there. Right. But, I, but I feel like... This team, the coaching staff, comes back intact. Let's start the season fast at Washington and, and go from there. Stay healthy. How about, how about the speed speed of these new wide receivers? You seem very encouraged. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm encouraged about Jalen Rager. The other the other two guys, I think they're projects. Got okay. going to be a bit of a time, but I think Deshaun you don't will think come Greg back healthy. Ward is going to shine this year. Come out of the slot. Greg Ward, I think Greg Ward's a solid little you know run short route, short area guy. Yeah. He'll get better and better. I like him. I like Boston Scott, too. Love him. Because you're absolutely right. When you say that, like you said, listen, he's not Sproles yet. He made that point. But he has a Sproles kind of role model. I love the fact that you brought some coaches who used to play for the Eagles. How great are they, too? Unbelievable ambassadors. Brent Selleck, an unbelievable ambassador, an approachable guy who truly loves fans more than anyone else I've ever met. Yeah. And you know how many around? 87 signed jerseys I have? I have four of them. <laughs> including that game. Get this, Dave. I have a game-worn jersey. And for the first two years, I didn't wash it. But then my wife said, hey, Jim, you know, you, come on. I mean, you, you can't keep wearing it and not wash it. I mean, you can't. Uh, I'm a little worried about the offensive line because of the, of the, of the moves. Uh, I, I think that that has to gel more. Um, and I think we all realize that, but that's a work in progress. But when I heard what you said about, you wrote something the other day about Carson Wentz and how he didn't have to rehab this year. He actually pumped. I mean, I remember when I saw Carson Wentz last year in the dining room and I said, geez, he's a little, he's a little skinny. Uh, I guess he's not, huh? No, he's, he's, he's ripped. He's, he's ripped. No doubt. I feel. I hope he doesn't take too many chances, but I mean, you had some things. You know, you had some stats that shows he's gotta, he's gotta do some other. Look, he has more help at wide receiver, Um, uh, and and, but the guy on third down in the old days in 2017, third down, he was unbelievable on third down. He was the best third down I've ever seen. I'm with you. I'm hey, so fired up. It's good. We're, we're only a month away. You're gonna, you're gonna have all that passion. You got to save that passion for the regular season. We're going to get there soon. Uh, it, but uh, my heart is broken. I had a lot of things I was going to say before I broke the huddle. I mean, I had a you know, I always like to come with a speech. I had to take no prisoner speech. And I always like to pour my heart into it. I talked about that Westbrook game before we, we uh, when the Phillies won the game five. Who cares of the World Series? Because Westbrook had an unbelievable game. And Westbrook is my friend because he lives down the block from me. And the team is everything to me. Gave us everything. Well, we're, we're still here, and we're going to welcome you back next year with open arms. 
And right. in the meantime, let's stay in touch during the season. I, I'm yeah, serious. You keep up your great writing, okay? You, I am, just give it, you have to understand, you're our lifeline, okay? Yes, thank you. And I, I'm serious about the post-game Jim Cramer reaction. We'll talk, oh, my, I'd love to do that. We'll talk more I about that. I love it. I mean, it's kind of like when Vaughn used to do it. Remember Vaughn? Yeah. Was always, yeah. Vaughn's such a great guy. People forget he played three has two rings, you know, for the Broncos. But, yeah, I'll do anything for you. You're the man. You, are, you have always been the voice of reason. And, I, and let listen, people should know, you're not afraid to criticize. If you think that things should be changed, you do it. And I also got your white hat. I got one. And I wear it all the time. <laughs> Love and my it. My looks goofy, and I say, Dave wears it, I can wear it. <laughs> Jim Kramer, thank you so much. All right, buddy. You're Talk the best. To you soon. Take bye care. Bye bye. Bye bye. And that will do it for this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I want to thank Ray Doyle and Peter Kelly for their great work. Thanks to all of you for joining each and every episode. I'll be back on Wednesday with more. If you can drop us a rating, those five stars go a long way inside the organization and out there as more and more Eagles fans find out about the podcast. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining me here on the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly.